So, who's ready for Christmas? One week to go. Who's got everything that they need already? Okay, two of you. Right, marvellous. If you've been watching TV just recently, you will have been inundated with adverts telling you about all the things that you must have for Christmas. This is not particularly relevant for me, but according to John Lewis, the number one must-have children's toy this year is the augmented reality Nerf Laser Ops Pro. (laughs) Who agrees with that? I have absolutely no idea what an augmented reality Nerf Laser Ops Pro is. But I'm not going to tell my grandson that, obviously. I'm sure it's very nice. But, you know, all those Christmas adverts are telling us about all these Christmas essentials that we must have. Let's do a a, a quick survey. Uh, Tell me, if you would, which of these you think are Christmas essentials? Number one, who thinks that turkey is a Christmas essential? Probably not if you're a vegetarian. And even more so, of course, if you're a turkey. (laughs) Next one, please. Christmas crackers. Who thinks Christmas crackers? The best thing about Christmas crackers is the jokes. I get a whole year's worth of material in one day. (laughs) Lasts me all year. Next one. Silly jumpers. Actually, there's one or two around, I see. Let's, um, let's reverse the question, shall we? Who thinks that Christmas jumpers are silly? Who thinks they should be banned? <laughs> yes, one or two anarchists in the room, I see. Next one, presents. Who thinks presents are essential? Mm. There are, of course, some presents that you should never give. Uh, men, I'm talking to you. Deodorant. What are you trying to say? Anti-wrinkle cream. And of course, John Motson's autobiography. That is a football joke, apparently, which goes to show you should never use someone else's joke. But obviously, one or two of you have got it. But if that's um, just ruined your Christmas list, then you've still got one week to buy her something else. Next one. A real Christmas tree, not a fake one. Who's got a fake one? Come on, be honest. You realise that there were no fake Christmas trees in the nativity story, I hope. Having said that, there were no real ones either, but there we go. Next one, a bit more controversial, Christmas pudding. Who likes Christmas pudding? It's a bit like Marmite, isn't it? Actually, it's not in the least like Marmite, but you know what I mean. Next one, Brussels sprouts with chestnuts. Yummy. Who hates Brussels sprouts? Don't worry, there were no Brussels sprouts in the Bible. So you can tell mum that when she tries to make you eat them. If Jesus didn't have to eat them, neither do you. (laughs) Try that and uh, see if it works. Next one, the Queen's speech. Be honest, who's not that bothered about the Queen's speech? (laughs) You traitors. Can't believe that. And then finally, the Christmas essential. Surely, last one, the Muppet Christmas Carol. 
the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Better than Home Alone. Even better than Frozen. Who agrees with me? Yes, everybody in the room. Take a look around. Well, almost everyone. So opinion is clearly divided, isn't it, on some of these, whether they are essential or not, especially Brussels sprouts. And you know, the same is true when we think about whether Jesus is essential at Christmas. You'd kind of think that he ought to be. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought, what relevance does this baby born in some obscure little village in Israel 2,000 years ago, what relevance does this baby have to me? What relevance does Jesus have to me in my life and my world right now? Years ago, when Jesus was grown up, he asked his disciples a similar question. As they were walking along, he asked them, who do people say I am? And at the time, I don't think they'd really thought very much about it. A bit like many of us. And then Jesus narrows it down. Not just, who do other people say I am, but who do you say I am? If Jesus is who he says he is, then it really doesn't matter two hoots who he is to other people. The question is, who is he to you and to me personally? The question is, who do you say I am? There was a recent survey of 1,005 to 12-year-olds at Brent Cross Shopping Centre. 52% thought that the 25th of December was Santa's birthday. 35% apparently thought that Jesus was born at the South Pole. And 20% thought he played for Chelsea. But you know, if Jesus is who he says he is, then that is a question that all of us really need to answer. Because one day our eternal destiny may depend on how we've responded to it in this life. If Jesus is who he says he is, then we would be the stupidest people in the world to ignore him, to just put the question out of our minds, or just say, I don't know, or I don't want to think about it now. Jesus' very first disciples were totally convinced that he was who he said he was. And the reason they were convinced is because they'd spent three years with him. They'd seen him and experienced him firsthand. They'd heard what he said and they'd seen what he did. They knew that he was the real thing. And most of all, they'd experienced Jesus' resurrection. Three days after the Romans nailed him on a cross and buried him dead in a tomb. Those first disciples were so convinced that they were willing to die rather than deny who Jesus was and what they'd seen and what they'd experienced. And in fact, every single one of them was martyred because they refused to deny it. And you don't get much more convinced than that, do you? You may say, well, how do we even know that Jesus existed? Well, we know that he existed because we have Roman historians and Jewish historians from that same time period who wrote about him. 
So there's no question that Jesus existed in historical terms. The only question is who he was. And that is, of course, the question that he is still asking us to decide now. Who do you say that I am? Now, you may say, well, I don't need to think about that until I die. I'll find out then when it's obvious and then I'll know for sure. But who says that it's going to work that way? Because Jesus didn't just come into this world to sell life insurance for when we die. He didn't just come with a message for old people. Make sure that you start believing before it's too late. And that's because Jesus said that eternal life is not just about heaven. He said that eternal life was knowing God now, being in a relationship with God now that changes our lives now. So it isn't just about a quantity of life, it's a quality of life that starts now and continues into eternity. And you know, the reason that we can't just leave all this until we die is that if we don't want to know God now, if we don't want to be in a relationship with him now, why on earth do we think he would force it on us then for eternity? I mean, that would be more like hell for us, wouldn't it, rather than heaven? But if we do want to know God now, then that is the message of this baby that was born at Christmas. God in Jesus came to be one with us so that through Jesus we could be one with him. You may say, well, I'm not a very religious person. There's lots of things that I don't like about organized religion. That may be so. Chances are Jesus would probably agree with you on a lot of those things. In fact, so would we. But so what? I mean, Jesus didn't have a lot of time for the organized religion of his day either. But that wasn't the question that he asked them. He said, forget them. What about you? Who do you say that I am? And that is the question I think that Jesus would ask each of us just as he asked his very first disciples on that day. Maybe I can ask the band to come back. You know, there are lots of things that really aren't that essential about Christmas. We can manage without a turkey. We can manage without a Christmas tree. And for most of us, we can definitely manage without Brussels sprouts. But if Jesus is who he says he is, then we really can't manage without him. So maybe the most important thing this Christmas is for each of us to make sure that we look ourselves in the mirror and we start to think about how we are going to answer Jesus' question. That question that he asked his first disciples and that question which he is asking every single one of us now. Who do you say that I am.